1: you're listening to total information am i'm megan lynch egypt has threatened to suspend its long-standing peace treaty with israel if israel pushes ahead with a ground offensive in the border city of Rafah. joining us to provide historical context christer knapp teaching professor in the history department at washington university in st louis good morning and welcome to KMox.
0: good morning megan
1: A lot of people are asking whether this latest push by Israel could threaten more than four decades of peace between Israel and Egypt. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I mean, there is the potential for that, and Israel is definitely playing hardball here. But they have their back to against the wall, you know, with uh, threats from Hezbollah from the north. There were new uh, firings, uh, new rockets fired into northern Israel uh, just yesterday. Uh, There is the ongoing uh, offensive against Hamas in Gaza. Uh, and, of course, they have to be worried about uh, Iran's proxies and other threats. So, you know, they live in a tough neighborhood. So they have to play hardball here. I don't think they want to undermine the peace for sure. They want to go the other direction, which includes normalizing relations with all Arab countries, not just with the Egyptians, which they've had this longstanding peace agreement since 1979, to which the Jordanians um, Uh, joined uh, shortly thereafter, but they want to have it with uh, countries that they um, signed the Abraham Accords with, uh, Bahrain and Sudan, Morocco, uh, and uh, one other. Um, And they also want to mainly have it with Saudi Arabia. And if they were to establish that, then that would get them them, uh, normalized relations with pretty much all Arab countries. So they certainly don't want to Undermine the peace treaty that they have with Egypt, but they have military goals that they need to establish, which is, of course, to degrade Hamas to the point where it can no longer uh, represent a threat to Israel and, and attack it again. So I think they are they are willing to push this a, a, uh, as, as far as they can with, without it breaking, and I think therein lies the challenge for them.
1: Christopher, take us back to when this was actually signed at Camp David in 1979, and that deal that was brokered by former President Jimmy Carter. Give us the context of that.
0: Well, of course, you have really the last context was the third and final major war between the uh, Arab states, the five uh, Arab states that were aligned led by uh, Egypt um, uh, against Israel. There was, of course, uh, 1948 and then 1967. But 1973 is what I'm mainly thinking here, and that was the the last and final war in which the Israelis were uh, victorious in all three, and in that one, I think uh, the the Egyptians um, finally realized that um, they were not going to be able to get rid of Israel. And uh, the thinking started to change, particularly during the Nixon and Ford administrations led by the diplomatic uh, skills and vision of, of, of then-National Security Advisor and eventually Secretary of State Henry Kissinger, who along with uh, uh, Egyptian leadership and uh, and others were working very hard to figure out how they could construct um, uh, not so much a, a peace agreement in the region initially but just to, to to get stability right Kissinger's view is that peace was was amorphous and, and 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 hard to reach and that you if you shot for it right away you were likely to fail it's like swinging for the fences every time. Uh, and so the best way to do it was just to do a bunch of singles, to use the baseball analogy, and to sort of play small ball. And so they started building up these uh, relations uh, you know, through secret meetings and just patient, regular kinds of, of diplomatic engagement to improve relations over time. Now, that, that, that momentum that was started in the, in the early and mid-70s was picked up by the Carter administration when President Carter was equally committed to Uh, To 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 the region and in particular really did want to bring peace, which is why we do call it a peace treaty. And so they they, too, worked very hard with all sides, particularly um, with the leader of the Palestinians, Yasser Arafat, uh, and to bring around Israeli uh, leadership, which was also ripe for the moment. Um, that could only happen really at that time before you had a change to President uh, Reagan and an entirely new American outlook on foreign policy and national security, but that was at the tail end of that momentum that came out of the 1973 war. So it was really just a propitious moment in history that Carter seized on to bring the actors to the table to get that agreement, and that is really the foundation for ending the conflict between Arab Arabs and Israelis. The problem, of course, is that the the Israeli-Palestinian issue has not been resolved, even while progress toward the Israeli-Arab issue uh, has been made.
1: So for Israel, really the benefit is that to their south, they know they don't have to worry about an attack coming that way from Egypt. For Egypt, what did they risk if they would back out of this agreement?
0: Um they the, the the problem for egypt is not so much that they want to back out of this agreement but that that what a couple of million or a half, you know one of those 2 million there's 2 million palestinians approximately in gaza if one or million or more um come into egypt that risks further destabilizing an already sort of tenuous situation right israel is um is is pretty much out of money right now um and they already have other Um, extremist groups operating in the Sinai, terrorist groups that they are dealing with on a regular basis Um, and what they're afraid is that if if Palestinians come into the Sinai or into Egypt proper um, then this will further destabilize the situation there and could lead to more uprisings a sort of second Arab Spring and of course right it it took uh, the Arab Spring really had teeth in in Egypt and led to the the um, the uh, stepping down of Hosni Mubarak and the eventual um creation of, of Al Sisi's um regime there today. And so I think what Al Sisi and the military is concerned about there is is losing power or a threat to their power through destabilization if the Palestinians um come in there. And so um if they if they were to back out of this treaty, then you would take out, as I said before, one of the main foundational pillars that's that's holding up stability between Israel and Arab nations and that would make it much harder for Israel to normalize relations with Saudi Arabia It would make it harder for Saudi Arabia to normalize relations with Israel and it could probably threaten it might even threaten the Abrahamic Accords so this is this is a big deal I think all sides are going to realize that kicking that that leg out from underneath the table the uh, Egyptian-Israeli peace treaty would be bad for all sides but but the Israelis are playing hardball right now because they are they are determined and, and they have good reason to to degrade Hamas to so they can't attack Israel anymore.
1: Krister Knapp, thank you very much. Really appreciate your time this
0: morning. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on.